This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. This is a special presentation from the Blaze Radio Network. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson along with Chris Salcedo anchoring our coverage tonight for the first presidential debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. It'll be at Hofstra University on Long Island, New York, coming up about an hour from right now. So we've got uh, an hour filled with fun and entertainment for you. As fun as it can be when you realize you have two horrible choices for president of the United (laughs) States. As fun as it can be, you got to look at it this way. We've all got a front row seat to the end of the world. I always think Steve Buscemi in Armageddon when he's like, I had a great seat picked out for it. What are you doing? Just trying to feel the power between my legs, brother. (laughs) That's exactly it. (laughs) So uh, we will get some of your calls. 888-900-3393. It's 888-900-3393. What do you expect from tonight's debate? Is it going to be simple? Is it going to be easy? Is it going to be fireworks? Will it be entertaining? Will anything be accomplished? Will either candidate look good? Will either candidates change your mind about them? Your mm-hmm. calls, 888 You can also join us on Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson Show or Chris Salcedo's is... At Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas. Okay, that's the one that always throws me off, so I want to make yep. sure I have that. Um, and then, uh, of course, we'll be live tweeting during the debate. As you're watching, please live tweet along with us. Um, and then we'll have a full post-show wrap-up where it's going to get really good. Um, Chris, the, the big question I think I have tonight right off about tonight's debate, and, and you can tell me if this has fallen into one of your big questions, um, is Kim Kardashian supporting Donald or Hillary? Because I'm really confused based on her tweets today. I'm I know. Really, I, you know really she ha- she. She had a, a conversation with transgender, and, and after that conversation, and, and we all know that transgender is, look, and, and folks, I'm not trying to be derogatory by saying transgender. I just don't want to get into pronoun trouble uh, because I have a, you know, there's, a, there's the biology of all of this. And then it's very the, descriptive. It, well, well, transgender does right. tend to just basically say, okay, we all know who we're talking about. Anyway, transgender is a Republican. Okay, and after after having a conversation with transgender, uh, uh, Kim Kardashian was somewhat persuaded to at least not not decide yet. Maybe she's going to be as intently watching this debate as as what what are they saying? A hundred a hundred million something is, like that. Yeah. Record breaking uh, uh, folks watching this. It's supposed to be uh, Don King esque type numbers. Ma- massive, massively promoted. Hey, look, I-, I asked the question of some of the folks on Twitter. You know, what are you looking for tonight? What do you mm. want to see? What do you don't want to see? And Eric uh, responded on Twitter. Yeah, I-, I know I don't want to see some old lady 
leak out of her adult diapers on a shiny stage. Well, <laughs> it could happen. Tonight's well, the night for anything. Then there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But, but, but in all seriousness, folks, I mean, I mean Kardashian and, and um, adult diapers aside, I think, look, this is, this is going to be, uh, and I know you, you rightly pointed out that this, is, this election is about a couple of candidates that are widely reviled by a great many people. Yeah. But, but there is one inescapable component of this election. And that is folks recognizing what we have seen from the political establishment and really a lot of folks in this country, and and dare I say perhaps a majority, want to see what a citizen politician can do for a change. Somebody somebody who's not relied on this this entrenched system that we have up in Washington, D.C. that forgets all of us, that concentrates on each other, Republicans and Democrats up in that establishment. Rather, somebody who's going to be forced because they have zero experience to go, okay, well, what does the Constitution say? Or... Or, you know, what what does the law actually say about my permissibility to do this? Because as we've been treated through this last eight years, we have an occupier of the Oval Office, a man I call resident Obama doc, that that uh, looks at the Constitution and says, let me be clear, I don't give a damn. And that's that has been the M.O. of this administration. The best the best way I've summed up this. And, um, you know, there's there's a lot of us that are undecided or, or excuse me, have varying opinions of Donald Trump. Some people reluctantly will vote for him because they can't have Hillary. People like me um, understand people like that, but I, I won't vote for him. But the best, the best description I have is the people who say, I can't vote for Donald Trump because I don't know what he'll do, but I can't vote for Hillary because I do know what she'll do. Right. And that's right. And you I'm know what? At. And Chris, I've gotten it. This is, this is it. Hillary is absolutely, without question, undeniably a horrible candidate. It cannot happen. She's a horrible human being. Human being. Dude. Possibly evil. But yeah. at least with Donald Trump, I have, again, a lot of questions. You know, he doesn't have his track record because he hasn't been in office. But the things we know about him, I have little to believe he would do stuff. But at least it's a lottery ticket. Allow I mean, me to. Hi- exactly. Hillary, Hillary Allow is me to taking leave. a dollar and shredding it. Donald Trump is taking a dollar and buying a lottery ticket. It's a million to one. You'll win. Right. But maybe you'll get it right. Well, let me allay your fears on this because, look, something you can, be, you can rest assured when it comes between uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump has never cast a vote or, or put up a, a, an initiative or had something jammed down uh, your throat through Congress, through the electoral or through the elective process or, or the legislative process that, is, that has hurt you. He has never done any of this. He has never cast a vote or done anything to harm you or me or my family. Hillary Clinton has. Hillary Clinton and her, and her reprehensible political party, who is now Obama's political party, they have. They have a, she and she in particular, with a 30-year-plus track record of doing these kinds of things. And I have said this often on the Salcedo Show, and I'll say it to you right now, that I know for certain what I'm going to get with Hillary Clinton. I am willing to roll the dice on, on Donald Trump. And one final point. I know that Donald Trump will not target you and me, Doc. We, conservatism, I don't think Donald Trump's given us a second thought, to be quite honest. I really, until he you ran know, for president, you know, I don't we, think he's given us a second thought. You know, we, we work for Glenn Beck, who has been pretty outspoken well, against him. I want to that, see that, but, that but again, the conservative <laughs> movement is what I'm saying. This idea of what we stand for, limited constitutional government, Mm. I really don't think Donald Trump has given that 
a second or third thought. Hillary Clinton, though, has. Yeah. And she and you can I can guarantee you she will she will use the mechanisms put in place by Barack Obama, i.e. the Internal Revenue Service and this massive bloated bureaucracy to attack us for our political beliefs. Guaranteed she will do this. She's that mean. She's that vindictive. She's that spiteful. Absolutely. Without question. I know that um, on Wednesday, November 9th, when I wake up, if Hillary Clinton is president-elect, I will feel worse <laughs> at that moment than I do with Donald Trump. Uh, I mean, I have no, no <laughs> expectation of feeling good that morning, but I will feel much worse if Hillary is president-elect. I just will. And like I said, at least Donald brings some hope. All right. Um, one of the other things I uh, want to talk about tonight's um, uh, debate is the issues that likely will not come up that should. Think about that a moment, Chris. What issues, whether it's the moderator or the candidates, should come up but will not? And I'm sure there are plenty. But I five of them came to mind when I was doing a Facebook Live broadcast, uh, I don't know, about 45 minutes or so ago. Five of them came to mind. One of them, the Veterans Administration. We just got new information. 40% of VA suicide hotline calls just roll over to backup centers. People that really don't care aren't trained. And the reason is because of a lack of oversight, a lack of making people do their job. A former hotline director said that some people, some of these hotline counselors, would only take four or five calls a day. Mm. Nobody has fixed the Veterans Administration or its predecessors ever in American history. These things happen every couple of years. Who will tonight say, here is my plan and I will do it? Number two, rule America, Chris. We hear about the poor in urban America. Nobody talks about the poor in rural America. And rural America is getting hammered right now. It's not like it was 50 years ago where rural America just meant, you know, you were poorer, but you could go out and farm and do all this stuff and feed your family. I'm just impressed as hell you can say rural. Rural's hard, I know. (laughs) I really is. Um, But the the amount of drugs in rural America and crime now, same thing. But how come we always hear it's urban America that needs the help? How about we look at all of it across the board and stop? Well, I can I can answer your question. I can answer your question. The reason why is because there's more votes there. Rural 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 America doesn't spread out. Exactly, they're spread out, and you can't and you can't you can't go and talk to them. But in in, um, in in the major cities of America, that's of course uh, the responsibility of the Democrats, and they've run them into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, that's that's the reason why the population centers get a lot of um, a, a lot of attention. Right, you're you're fishing where there's more fish, essentially. If you look Indeed. at them like votes, a couple of other things that I have, and then I'll get some of yours. Manufacturing, obviously, the loss of manufacturing has been killing America for years. Trump has mentioned it in the past. Um, but I want some hard and concrete. What are you going to do? And it's not Obama going after those corporations for putting their money in offshore accounts or trying to force them back to America. I say you, you want them to come back to America willingly because you cut your corporate tax rate to nothing because corporations shouldn't pay taxes. The owners of those corporations should as income tax under our current system. And you get rid of some of the rules and regulations. And those people flock to America. Number four, education. I'm tired of no child left to the left behind or race to the top or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. How about a fundamental change in the way we educate? Because we now have technology where we can put it all online. That won't then, be asked, but yeah. Trump is on the record for that. You're right. That won't be asked because it's a vulnerability. Right. And a lot of parents right. out there recognize that government-run schools are failing them. But Donald Trump is, is the only Republican in recent memory that, I can, that is pushed as part of his regular stump speech, giving parents choice in that regard. That would be, that would be very good. And then finally, and this is one um, 
that I never hear about. Executive leadership. Now, I hear executive leadership when they say, well, I'll be a great executive. And I'll and you even hear people say, I'll like Donald Trump. I mean, he's been a manager. He'll know how to manage departments and whatever. And okay. Specifically, I want to hear them talk about the lack of executive leadership for decades when it comes to waste, fraud, and corruption and how they will set out plans to fire people. Chris, every month, another couple of IG reports come out from some agency in the federal government. And it talks about the colossal failures, the waste, the fraud, the corruption, the theft. They recommend things. The people say, we're taking this seriously. We're going to get to the bottom of it. We're changing some systems or whatever. And then a year later, the same report. It's the, the same numbers even. It's they've never fixed anything. And this just happens over and over. Who's going to go in and kick ass in the federal government? I, I, I concur. And you know what? And, and the larger, broader discussion on that is the size and the scope of the federal establishment. Uh, it's gotten to the point where not even the Republicans talk about limiting that anymore. It, it, I mean, ser- no, nobody really is talking about – everybody talks about – They actually, the stress point is, will you shut down the government? Because <laughs> – I mean, seriously, <laughs> I you, know, you, I know. The, the Brian Williams press is all about, oh, my, you're going to shut down the government. Never a discussion is, wait a minute, d- is this government appropriate? Is it an appropriate size for a government of, by, and for the people? Is it taking an appropriate amount of money out of our pockets, or in this case, borrowing it from China and charging it to the credit card? Uh, no, nobody, everybody is under the assumption now in the Brian Williams press and an alarming number of Republicans and the vast majority of Democrats that every single bit, tidbit of money that is spent by the federal government is necessary and nothing could be further from the truth with a four trillion dollar budget you can't sit there and tell me with a rational look on your face that there, there isn't room to cut and for more a more rational down to size government and i will tell you this doc that with congress the way it is made up and and not only the makeup of just the sheer numbers of the 535 mm-hmm. individuals in a Senate and a Congress, plus a, a if you add one more 536 um, an occupier of the Oval Office and praise God we get a president but they are not suited to oversee this federal government. They cannot possibly oversee and manage this federal government. It is too big, and it spends too much of our money. You, have you ever realized, and when, and when you stop and, and go administration to administration or Congress to Congress, depending upon what party's in power, and you really lay it out, you can see a track record. They simply work together now, where the party in power gets more the other party still gets. It's just the other power party gets more. And I've got right. a great example of that. At the end of the George W. Bush administration, we had a little thing called TARP, which sent people like me and you crazy. It was not mm-hmm. under the Obama administration that the Tea Parties popped up, but because of TARP under George W. Bush. And then just months later, President Obama takes office and he passes stimulus. Here's the funny part. TARP and stimulus were about the same amount of money. The only thing that happened was the Democrats, when Obama came in, said, well, Bush just got all of that cash in for things that they wanted and whatever and tarp and to pay off his friends or whatever. We need one about that big, too. Let's call it stimulus. Mm -hmm. That's all it was. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know this? This uh, the the Titler cycle, T-Y-T-L-E-R cycle. Have you heard of this? I have. Please enlighten me, though. Scottish historian Alexander Titler wrote about the evolution of great societies that started out in bondage. And one can very much rationalize that the, the American colonies were under bondage, under a, under a crown, if you will, taxation mm-hmm. without representation and all of that. Uh, the great societies go on this evolution from bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to courage, from courage to liberty. 
And then what flows from that is abundance, from liberty to abundance. Abundance then comes selfishness. Oh, and then yeah. selfishness comes complacency. With complacency comes apathy. With apathy comes dependence. And then you're back into bondage. It comes all the way around. And this is what we conservatives have been fighting against, these Democrats who want to surrender to this to this cycle and believing that the and I still do truthfully believe this, that an America that adheres to the Constitution of the United States and the limits it places on, say it with me, folks, government, not you and me, government, that we can uh, that we would be the ones this this meteoric rise uh, of our society would be the one to beat this cycle, but the Democrats are hell, and the, the liberals in our society hell bent on making sure this comes to fruition. Uh, and I, I, it just went this whole discussion about about the the exorbitant amount of spending that is happening right now, and everybody wants to get theirs, even some wayward Republicans. They just want to get theirs because they've surrendered to the the uh, the Titler cycle. T y t l e r. It's uh, just Ty, Ty Johnson uh, misunderstood uh, your cycle there for a moment. He, uh, <laughs> horribly misunderstood it. He yes. likes your titler cycle, cycle as well. He thought that was profound, but uh-huh. Ty uh, had a different one in mind. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> come on, man. See, Ty's, right. Yeah. Right now, there's you know Monday Night Football is coming on. Of course, there's a big gripe of the of the uh, the Trump folks that we would have Monday Night Football opposite a. Um, of course, now ESPN has been doing its best to drive down the ratings because of, of their glorification of Colin sure. Kaepernick. So uh, there may, people may be looking for an alternative to ESPN tonight. Ty is uh, spinning the dials for us radio style tonight. Uh, what do you guys, what other issues do you think should come up but probably won't? Does anything come to mind, what is, whether it's moderator or candidates, um, an issue that you're like, this is something that really is not discussed. Uh, this is something that needs to be talked about. It could be a leadership idea or one of the issues. Something come to mind? Well, they're talking, they claim they want to talk about, um, you know, foreign policy and terrorism some tonight. Both of these candidates have some very shady dealings as far as I'm concerned with foreign wow. powers. I want both of them to have to give specifics as to why we should not be concerned about, but, you know, the Putin ties and the Saudi Arabian ties and all that, yeah. that I, we probably won't hear. But that to me is huge because I don't trust partially either one of them partially because of that. Well, and Ty, both both the candidates have some questionable ties to China <laughs> by themselves. Right. And right. I mean, so we're talking about uh, keeping us safe and all that kind of stuff. Well, how do we know they'll be in our best interest versus their own best interest? And that stands for both of them, unfortunately. Hey, I can guarantee you that Hillary Clinton is going to continue to allow the Chinese to militarize the South China Sea because she has already pledged that she is going to double down on, on Barack Obama's uh, anti-American timidity. If, if, if there are aggressors against America's interests around the globe, Barack Obama thinks, then it's, it's, it's justified. It's, it's, it is just the way things have to be for payback to the United States of America. So the, the Chinese will be allowed to militarize the South China Sea, hold $5 trillion of commerce every single year hostage with the blessings of Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. Same things will go on uh, with Russia. They will be able to mow over American allies with impunity under a, under a Hillary Clinton administration. I, the the well, best I can say about yeah, Trump, the, be, the best I can say about Trump is that 
we don't know what he'll do. And, 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 and he has pledged that he will not allow these ties in these countries, the China, where he makes uh, some of his products, I guess is that what Ty was making reference to. or And Russia, though. I, I, with yeah. Trump, I'm more concerned about Russia, and he well, has not given any one. good answers about they, Russia. His there's ties. the other one. He, I need some have, answers from him. They both have questionable ties to Russia even more. Yeah. And nobody's mentioned Iran. And nobody's mentioned Iran. And you know what? At least I can say that Donald Trump is no fan of the number one state sponsor of terror, contrary to Barack Obama's uh, way of handling things. You know, you mentioned um, the South China Sea and China. Um, even in their little hel- hemisphere, forget their, their world significance, in just their little region of the world, um, you've got some significant American allies that have huge economies. Japan is the third largest economy in the world. And they are one of our allies, and we pay dearly to get them on the right track. We all know that. The 11th economy of the world is South Korea. Mm-hmm. And if it's not just the, the military question that they are our allies and will we protect them and where's that line and are we going to fight wars again, but there's also the economic question. All China has to do is lean on them a little bit. They don't have to put a lot of pressure, but a little bit of pressure applied properly in the right places, those economies take even a slight dip and America suffers as well. The whole world does. And don't forget, China does not have our best interest at heart. China, China is an adversary to the United States of America and has been. They are using us, and we have had individuals here in the last eight years inside of this government who are all too willing to allow them to do that. Uh, before Mr. Obama's administration, there was a, okay, we're going to check you. We're going to make sure, yes, we understand this is going to be an advantage, but there darn well better be an American advantage too. And there was a, there was a give and take. Right now, Mr. Obama, in particular when it comes to cybersecurity, and that, by the way, that's, that's something else that probably won't come up tonight, is this idea of cybersecurity because Barack Obama has basically said, I'm a duck. Pluck me, or I'm sorry, the United States is a duck. Pluck us, because <laughs> be, because Mr. Obama has assured every world power there will be no reprisals if you harm the United States of America in cyberspace, and that has invited the Chinese, that has invited the Iranians, that has invited the Russians to basically hack away. When it comes to national security, the thing I would like to hear, I mean, the c- candidates make their issues, and a lot of it ends up being talking points. Sometimes they have a plan laid on their websites, and they'll give specifics. But I would really like to hear, and this is one of the few philosophies I'd like them to dive into. Most of the time when it comes to debates, I want facts. I want to know what you're going to do. Um, But one of the philosophies I'd like them to dive into is isolationism. I mean, how much is appropriate? How much is too much? How much is too little? I, I mean, it's always an ebb and a flow. I don't think we should be complete isolationists, but I think we have gone way too far the other way and been involved in too much around the world for decades. I think we need to to roll that back a little bit. I'm too much involved or just involved in the sticking our nose. Wrong places. Except wrong places, yeah. right. I Look, uh, the world absent American leadership is a, a dark and dangerous place, and President Obama has proven that time and time again. And, and, and if, you, if you look at the status of our world from the Middle East to, again, the South, the South China Sea, the Pacific Rim, and also uh, the, the, the entire shift – uh, globally speaking, let me give you a prime example. Before the Obama administration, you had the Chinese and the Russians immensely distrustful of one another. They they didn't like each other. They were very upset with one another. There's some territorial disputes there in a long history. 
but it took an, a, a feckless and irresponsible resident Obama to bring them together. Now the Chinese and the Russians are conducting military exercises together, Doc, with one objective to be a check on the United States and to and to curtail United States power. And you can thank Barack Obama for this brand new alliance. He has done a lot of destruction in his eight years. And, and Hillary Clinton is pledging four more years at least of more of the same destruction. Well, remember, it's not even about, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. It's not even about that. It's about America being number one, the big dog, the big yeah. economy, the big military. The reserve you, currency. Right. If anybody takes out number one, everybody else moves up a chair. Yep. Everybody is below them. Yep. And that's don't, how don't, it works. Don't underestimate this reserve currency talk because the Russians and the Chinese oh, yeah. are, are actively They've seeking. that for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're still trying. They haven't oh, yeah. given up. And if and if the Amer- if America stops being the world's reserve currency, ladies and gentlemen, we are we are talking wheelbarrows of money to buy bread here in the United States. It will be that bad. All right. It's uh, Doc Thompson and Chris Salcedo along with Ty Johnson uh, for you for some pre-debate coverage. If you would like to comment, 888-900-3393. It's 888-900-3393. What do you hope that you see tonight? doesn't have to necessarily be an issue brought up. It could just be fireworks. What do you want to see at tonight's debate? Let us know now on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to a special presentation from the Blaze Radio Network. Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Blaze Radio Network's pre-debate coverage with me, Doc Thompson, along with Chris Salcedo in Texas. We've got Ty Johnson spinning the dials, radio style in New York City for us this evening. And Mike Opalka, at StuntBrain on Twitter, joining us as well for a segment. Uh, Mike, you, you have an idea for, for tonight? Yeah. On, what's, what's your idea? Yeah. I think tonight and going forward, you know, Mark Cuban tried to put a name on this. He said something about the... The humble, the hubbub, or the who brouhaha at Hofstra, right. and I think we need a better name than that. Okay, well, I just tweeted out hashtag best debate name, hashtag best debate name, and already some have come in. Uh, criminal versus clown. Um, okay, Deborah, that was from Andrew. Deborah tweeted the tale of two cities, but instead of cities, uh, she she spelled it with an S and an H. Oh, I see. I see what oh. they did there. I see what <laughs> yes. did there. 
Nicely done, Deborah. So hashtag best debate names. If you, uh, my uh, buddy you Vinny came up with one earlier. Yeah, what what Vinny have? Uh, bitch Cassidy and the Suntanned Kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, winner! I tell you, winner! Winner! Please. <laughs> Mike, what's your uh, expectations for this evening? Oh, man. Uh, you you want to hear something bizarre? Yeah. Uh, I, I think tonight's going to be a bust. I think we're going to get up tomorrow Lame. and we're all going to be ticked off. Because nothing happened. This is going to be like watching that NASCAR race where nobody crashes on this first lap. <laughs> and, and that we're going to have to get to the third one where, you know, this will be a, uh, a uh, referee decision on points to Trump. The second one will be a referee decision to Hillary. And the third one, it's just going to be all, all out war. Fair knuckle brawl. Yeah. yeah. Then we'll see it. So I think tonight's boring. I really think unless Mark Cuban loses his mud or there's some sort of uh, protest that erupts in the hall. I've got a friend who's in the hall right now who said it just it feels like really tense there. But I don't know if anything's going to happen. Well, for those of you who don't know who Mark Cuban is, of course, uh, uh, we are intimate with him in the uh, in the state of Texas. He is the owner of the Democrat Mavericks, uh, formerly known as the Dallas Mavericks. It's a basketball team. But since uh, uh, Mr. Cuban decided to pull an Oprah and go in for one political party, you know, hey, you take your lumps. You want to get involved with this kind of thing? You can watch your net value and your audience drop the same way that Oprah did when she, when she decided she would stop playing nice with everybody and go full tilt bozo liberal. Um, guys, I, I, if you guys can uh, accommodate me here for a second, I wanted to go through the, the polls and get you what guys you to react. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a definite shift. The Real Clear Politics average has a 2.3 downward trend, 2.3 for Hillary Clinton. And let me give you some of these battleground state polls. Right now in Colorado, and I got to tell you guys, this surprised the heck out of me, Trump plus one in Colorado. Hmm. Uh, Pennsylvania, which has long considered been which has long been considered a, a solid blue, right now, plus one mm-hmm. for Donald Trump. No, wait wow. a minute. Wow. Minute. Colorado came back up again. Uh, hold on one second. Let me, let me make sure I get the right one here because Colorado came up in the, after I clicked on it. No, actually, Pennsylvania is plus one Clinton. But remember, she had a, what, 10, 11-point yeah. lead uh, a few weeks ago, and yeah. now it's only one point in Pennsylvania. Well, the Chris, Chris, the significance of that is that Philadelphia gave 100 percent of its black votes to Romney in the 2012 election, 100 percent. So that means Trump has gotten in there and wedged inside that, which is probably why you're seeing all those Clinton surrogates dancing through Philadelphia these days. Oh, you mean uh, Obama got the 100 percent in Philadelphia? I, I remember that. Romney didn't get yeah, one I'm vote. Sorry, in, yeah. Yeah. He didn't Romney get one got vote. Zero percent. Yeah. Yeah craziness there yeah, were 53 you're absolutely pre- right there were three 53 precincts in pennsylvania that romney got zero votes wow Holy yeah moly. zero 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 votes, votes in you, 53 Todd. precincts yeah because yeah, that happened that happened not all the zero time. <laughs> not, not even one percent but zero right. zero not, votes not votes yeah yeah we're not talking electoral college but we're talking people at the polls voting at the polls yes right which is which statistically is is unheard of folks it's, i mean that's it, not yeah. Yeah. That this is what happens in in Democrat districts, which is why you're seeing so many court cases for Democrats fighting for the ability to cheat at the ballot box. Well, I, I think yeah. it's going to be fascinating tonight. Um, I especially 
I don't know if you guys looked at it, but it's on theblaze.com. This is the anniversary of the first televised presidential debate in 1960. And oddly enough, because I'm a geek, I watched the whole thing. The issues were almost the same. Nixon was saying Kennedy, the Democrat, was a big spending, big government expansion guy. And Kennedy was saying that the Republicans, led by Nixon, were a heartless group of people who didn't want social programs for the poor or elderly. It's like nothing has changed since 1960. Well, and, and Nixon was, I mean, not as much as Trump, but seen to be a little buffoonery, a little a bit of a clown. You know? Well, he, he also, three weeks earlier, Doc, he had had knee surgery and he did not put makeup on and he was sweating under the lights of the TV. So here's mm-hmm. tanned JFK and Nixon sweating like a hooker in church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just didn't come out well for him. The um, the CBS producer said, if you listen to it on the radio, Nixon won. If you watch it on TV, it was obvious Kennedy won. You know, it's it's funny, Mike. Uh, you, you say that, and here's the dirty little secret. Year after year, decade after decade, the issues are pretty much the same. If you go to Reagan's A Time for Choosing speech in 64 when he was stumping for Barry Goldwater, all you have to do is adjust the numbers a little bit. Instead of a million, it's a billion. Instead of a billion, it's a trillion. You just yeah. adjust them like that. And I would say easily 85% of the issues are the same things. And we've done nothing to move ourselves forward. That's the frustrating thing for me. I really can't believe we haven't gotten past all these central issues. Nothing's been fixed. Well, back to your your polling numbers for a second, though. Um, uh, Here's what I expect to happen because, man, predicting – Who's going to win these things is is always difficult. The people who claim they can predict it, you just don't know. I mean, unless it's a blowout, you know, 40 points up or something. Uh, this year is a little odd. I think it's going back and forth. I think there is a – you always see at times shifts where, oh, this candidate's up, then that one's up. But I think this this election cycle, you're seeing it swing back and forth very quickly, more times than maybe in other elections. And I think in the end, it's just going to be musical chairs. Who, when, when that election day falls, uh, who happens to be up at that moment? You know what I mean? It's just, well, is it every couple it? days, every week? Whoever's up at the moment's going to get it. Now, and what about this idea that it might be stamina involved in this? And here's why I say that. Because of Hillary Clinton, of course, the questions in her health are, are there and, and very well exhibited. But before she took her time off... Uh, to prepare for the debate. She took a, a solid week to prepare for this debate. She came off the campaign trail, canceled her fundraising. And for, for a Clinton to cancel fundraisers, you, you know that it was a, a, a much needed, a much needed rest for Mrs. Clinton. But what, before she, she got rested and, and got her demeanor back, guys, I want you to listen to this. And you guys have heard this by now, but I've got a point to make because of angry, shrill Hillary. Listen. Why aren't I 50 points ahead, you might ask? Well, the choice for working families has never been clearer. I need your help to get Donald Trump's record out to everybody. Nobody should be fooled. She is yelling. And, and if you see the video that accompanies that, folks, you're going you're gonna to be astounded, astonished. She is angry. She's ticked off. She even has to, to even debate this man that it's even, so, a, it's, it's even this close. And be, but, because she is more reprehensible and, and de- if, you'll, if you'll pardon the word choice, deplorable than, than perhaps Donald 
Donald Trump is. But wait a minute. What? But what's your takeaway from that? I could make a couple of things out of that. Number one, I thought it was interesting that she's the reason she says she's not up by 50 points is it's everybody else's su- fault. Exactly. Her supporters. Like, How come you're not out there getting the word out? It's not my fault for being a failed candidate. But the other takeaway may be, may be, OK, she's been tired is the reason she hasn't been as shrill. We thought they were trying to soften her up. Maybe she's just been too damn tired. <laughs> well, I ain't no ways tired. Remember oh! that? <laughs> but, you know, guys, you have to look at this. Who was she speaking to? This speech was a satellite delivered speech to union officials. This was not a regular campaign oh. crowd. It was might have some undecideds in it. And her I think support. that's why she started yelling at them. She really took them, the audience, the supporters to the woodshed. Yeah. saying, what are you guys doing? And I think this is an indication of how she will lead if she is elected, hey. because she will be entitled and feel like she's she's one of those bosses who yells at everybody first mm-hmm. and, and does not inspire. And don't let Doc's point go by the wayside here, folks. Hillary Clinton is a, a lot like Barack Obama. You know the predicate? Barack Obama's been in office in it, uh, for the entire eight years. Anything that's been positive has all been Barack Obama's doing. Anything that's negative, it's somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. This, this, is the, this, is the, this is the liberal predicate that they are never responsible for all of their idiotic, stupid policies. And here's Hillary Clinton putting it in practice by saying, hey, it couldn't be me. I'm lovable. Everybody loves me. I'm Hillary. It's all you. <laughs> what are you doing? And just, oh, can you imagine four years of that garbage? Oh, I don't even want to think. Uh, the worse, only good news worse, is at least Chris, you don't have to eight. Obama. Yeah, it could be eight. That's true. No. Hey, Ty, I have a quick question. Who do you think is more likely to, to have a significant <gasps> gaffe tonight? Who's who's more likely? Is it a crapshoot between the two, 50-50? If Hillary stays on her feet, which is not a given. <laughs> you mean if they don't have to kidnap her in a van again? Right. I but, thought I thought that was Bill's problem. But yes, it, it, uh, but yes if yep. she stays up, then I think she'll be fine as far as she won't make any big mistakes. Now, she won't score any big points either, mm-hmm. but she'll tread water just fine as long as she doesn't have a coughing fit or get lightheaded or anything like that. So I think sometimes the obvious answer is just the obvious answer, and that's Trump. I think Trump will will have some sort of – there'll be at least one question that he should know the answer to. He won't, and he'll get angry about it. That's going to so, happen at least once, but that may not sink him because Hillary's terrible. Mike, more likely to have a gaffe tonight, Hillary or Trump? I, I think Lester Holt is more likely to have a gaffe. <laughs> I, I honestly do. I think Trump – is uh, whether or not uh, Kellyanne Conway has put some lithium in his water and he's going to be toned down and presidential and Hillary will go into control mode. I think the only thing that can catch either of them is if they go into kryptonite territory. And for Trump, it's if he gets distracted by a crowd reaction because he plays to a crowd. And for Hillary, it would be a question like, what do you think about the Colin Kaepernick protest? I think that would totally throw her and put her into a very murky turf for her. But I, uh, I, I still stick by my initial prediction. Debates one and two, boring. Debate three, fireworks. Three, yeah, and, 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 what, and what he was saying right there and what Mike was just saying about if debate one is boring, folks, it's advantage Trump. Because the, the, right. the target the target tonight is persuadables and those who have questions about Trump who may be leaning Trump make him look he like had, a loose cannon. Yeah, if he That's if he has game. a boring if he has a boring debate, it's advantage Trump. But hey, by the way, uh, Aiden writing in uh, on Twitter, 
uh, his recommendation for best debate name, the Crypt Keepers Cage Match. (laughs) (laughs) They're both old white people. That's all I know. And there's Uh, a couple more of them. Crypt Keeper. Uh, Did you guys talk about Harry Reid? Eight minutes and 11 seconds of calling Trump a racist today in the Senate. Oh, oh yeah, no, we haven't gotten to it. We'll oh my get God, post show. Is he still blanks. around? Is he still breathing? I. Sorry. Couple <laughs> of other hashtag best debate name hashtag best debate name on Twitter. America the pitiful, uh, the hassle at Hofstra, Hofstra, <laughs> uh, the snoozer between two losers. That was from uh, Ng Holland. Uh, some other good ones. Uh, deplorable Noel put ho down at Hofstra, but the ho. They're stressing the hoe. <laughs> Dumb and dumbest from Abby. Wow. Abby Normal. Yeah. See what uh, she did there. Mothra versus Godzilla from Robin. I really like that. <laughs> That's good. But who <laughs> is who is whom in that? Who is Mothra? Well, God, Trump is Trump is Godzilla. Godzilla. As, uh, yeah. Cl- Clarence, what's his name from the Washington Post said early that the Japanese thought they could kill Godzilla with electricity, but it only made him stronger and madder. That's what, that's what happened to Trump during, during the primaries. That's, that's brilliant. Right. That is. Maybe that's it. So what is the um, if if somebody in their campaigns, uh, you know, their their worker bees got together and said, OK, we need to help our candidate here tonight and offered some sort of substance, legal or maybe illegal, what would be their substance of choice to help their candidate out tonight? Because uh, I think Trump would likely need something that brings him down a little bit. Hillary needs something that brings her up a little bit. What but do you Trump think, Mike Opelka? Oh. Uh, I think Sharon Stone in the front row and basic instinct would distract both of them. <laughs> Not distract. Oh. Help, help each candidate. Oh, oh I see what oh, you did. Okay, wait a minute. Okay. Uh, yeah, yes, okay. I agree. Same, same answer. <laughs> wow. The, the the substance that helps their candidate, they slip a little something into their water or their, their oxygen. Uh, Geritol for Hillary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, an insure, an extra insure tonight. Okay. And uh, a Trump, yeah, I, I think it's lithium. I go back to calming him down. I think a calmer Trump mm-hmm. and a hyped up Hillary are the best they could expect to be. Yeah, Trump, I go uh, a shot lithium and heroin cocktail. That's what I do. <laughs> All something like that. Hillary, it's kind of the uh, the meth geritol cocktail, I think. So, what do you guys think? <laughs> well, Trump I was chasing the dragon. Yeah, it's I, an image I didn't need. <laughs> well, I don't know that that might all applies for Hillary Clinton's perpetual. <laughs> Oh, are you kidding? Prepa- she, yeah, because, she's been because able she's... to stave off of Mitol for years. That's like, uh, she, well, doesn't she always like a pea seem, shooter at her? Doesn't she always seem like she's on edge or something? So what would what would take the edge off uh, of, uh, of? Oh yeah, but you need she, like she's nuclear. Ready to, what do you what What is the drug that you give for somebody that's ready to go nuclear and throw things at a moment's notice? So you you think she needs calm down a little bit? Uh, well, well, yes. I think she, she needs the uppers. I think she's uh, she's ready to flatline any minute. She's had she's had a week of rest, so she's going to be. Trust me, she's going to bring it tonight. So I'm I'm looking for something that makes her sound a little less shrill, shrillery, if you will, shrillery, and, uh-huh. and, and and puts and puts out uh, calm, cool, and collected, and doesn't get into that. So if you keep her out of that. The nag range, you keep her out of the nag range, it's going to be advantage her, so you have to give her a downer. Trump Chris, isn't – what? Chris, can, can you never use the term puts out in relationship <laughs> no. to Hillary Clinton yeah. again? That's, that's so wrong on a lot of levels. And it's, 
well, that's the whole reason why we've been where we've been. You know what I'm saying? The, um, uh, the number one thing overheard during Hillary's debate prep. <laughs> clear. <laughs> you guys are all wrong about the drugs. Okay, what what uh, is I, it? What are we help us out yes. here? I think um with Trump it's lean or scissor. <laughs> He's gotta have something to bring him down that codeine, mix it with wow. that uh that'll help. Well, he him. doesn't he doesn't do anything like that. He doesn't he doesn't drink, he doesn't he'll he do doesn't a little do codeine, like codeine and Dr. Pepper. A little extra cough syrup, you know. Yeah. For Hillary, you know, she's stiff, she's rigid. Just give her the old fashioned cocaine and turn it into a party. She needs a little loosey goosey, a yeah, little so love. That's do what I'm out. saying. So yeah, loosey so, goosey. Don't, don't say loosey goosey in Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking Bill Cosby makes an appearance backstage. Wow! Is that what saying, Todd? Wow! <laughs> Have yourself a coke and a smile oh, and shut yeah. up. Hey Donald. Hey, See, hey, I think, Donald, I think uh, Bill shows up for uh, for Donald though. He needs the downer. Oh man. Hey, hey, uh, uh, the roof and all. Don't have to inhale, but here it is. Drop (laughs) it. The two bills backstage. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) Um, No, the reason I say that is because I think that illustrates their demeanors on what is needed, what they naturally are are going to be versus what their candidate, their their worker bees, their campaign managers hope that they will be. I mean, Hillary has had. A lot of trouble recently. Look at her when they threw her in the van, and then she disappears for 90 minutes, and all of a sudden she comes back spry. Hi, I mean, everybody. Come on. And spreading pneumonia to, to little girls all over that, New York. That wasn't um, simply, you know, getting a couple of bottles of water and 20 minutes of rest. I mean, she had, you know, candidates little helper somewhere. Trust me. Well, now, are you guys, can, can, I, can, can I ask you guys, first off, if you're leaning, and I, I can tell you I am supporting Trump uh, because I have put both candidates up there, and I and I find Trump superior to Hillary Clinton, and that's been my position. And what you would like to see from these candidates to validate either where you're leaning or what you're okay, what, what do you what do you okay. want to see? I I will not vote for Trump, but I understand those people who can. I certainly will not vote for Hillary, so I will vote third party or wrote, write somebody in. Um, having said that, I still want to see Hillary get her ass kicked tonight by Trump. I I just will enjoy, enjoy it. It's just pure spectacle for me now. Um, I just dislike this woman for all wrong she has done and all wrong she is. So I want to see her get her clock cleaned. Will that happen? I don't know. Opelka, what about you? I, unlike Doc, uh, I'm, I'm voting for my country and that starts with the Supreme Court. So I will go in that booth, likely pull the curtain, hold my nose and pull the Trump lever. I I just can't surrender the Supreme Court. And I think going third party abdicates the Supreme Court. Yeah, uh, where I'm at on this has has been Supreme Court and everything that goes with it. Again, you have a shot with Trump. You have the country continues down this downward spiral with Hillary Clinton because she's doubling and tripling down on all of this. And uh, I, I view him to be superior to hillary clinton and 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 trust me all you never trumpsters and doc i, I guess you're 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 out there you're, ne- you're a never trumpster too, me too. And, and ty is as well i understand where you are because if we had not just endured eight years of the most extremist left-wing occupier of the oval office i'd probably be with you guys if we could be assured this was going to be just another democrat but th- th- this current incarnation of the democrat party it's like that cycle that i brought you earlier in the broadcast that th- these folks are different and they're unhinged, and they've got it in for this country. And I cannot, I cannot sign on 
to you know what, Chris, to, to that. Chris, and that's can, what, can that's I just what, call? Well, we got to get a break here. in here, Mike. Um, We're going to get a break in here. But that's what makes the entire thing work. Is that you and I differ on that, but we both want the same things. We can respect each other moving forward. And as I said, indeed. as as and when I wake up the day after the election. If Hillary Clinton is president, it'll be much worse for me than if Donald Trump is. I have a I have a last prediction for you guys. Yes, sir. They just introduced the spouses, and I predict before the night is over, Bill Clinton hits on Melania Trump. He probably already has. My last word is: I hope the rich guy gets his clock clean tonight. A little humility could go a long way there in Harris Boy. (laughs) Wow! All right, we'll have our post debate coverage coming up immediately following the debate on the Blaze Radio Network. More of this special presentation continues next on the Blaze Radio Network.